I'm Eduardo Medina, Editor-in-Chief of the Auburn Plainsman. Today, I'm speaking with Assistant Community Editor Evan Melans about a story on a bill that aims to change who can get bail in Alabama. Evan will tell us why the bail is being created, the hurdles it will face, and why some organizations are concerned about altering the bail system. That's all coming up. We'll be right back with Evan Melans. Hey, this is Jack West, Managing Editor of the Auburn Plainsman. I just want to remind everyone that if you'd like to support Sweet 1111 and the newsroom that creates it, you can log on to theplainsman.com and click on the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. You'll be supporting over 125 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here in Auburn. Once again, that's theplainsman.com and click on the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show. Evan Meenans, hello. Hey, what's up? I think I said your name wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I said Meenans instead of Meenans. Meenans. A lot of people say uh, Meelings. Really? Whatever. I didn't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but Meelans because I'm the only Meelans. This is by far the best intro to this podcast we've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just talking. <laughs> Evan, uh, your story this week was about a bill that's being created right now. Right. Um, and it's being created in the wake of uh, some high profile cases we've had this year mm. in Auburn. Well, in Alabama in general, right? Right. Do you want to talk about what the what this bill is about? Yeah, so this bill is seeking to limit who can get bail in Alabama. And if you're listening, you don't really know what bail is. Bail is for when you've been arrested for a crime, but you haven't yet been convicted. You have to pay a certain amount of money, and you can be set free before your trial. So this bill is going to limit who can get bail, so essentially who is going to be able to be released before they've been convicted. Um, it's going to limit it to about seven violent crimes. So these people are going to be held in jails, in county jails, before their trial. They won't be released. Right. And so part of the like inspiration for this bill was, like you said, those two high-profile cases. So the kidnapping and murder of Anaya Blanchard and the kidnapping and murder of Cupcake McKinney mm-hmm. in Birmingham. Both of those, in both of those cases, the alleged killers and kidnappers were out on bond for two other crimes, which was kidnapping in both instances, I believe. Right. And under this bill, those people would have been in jail mm. during the time. And that's kind of where the inspiration came from uh, Senator Ward. Others will say that they've been trying to get this done for a long time um, in the state legislature, but really, Senator Ward said, this was a time when it really opened a lot of people's eyes. That's his words. Right. And, right. you know, you spoke to Senator Ward, Kim, yeah. who is the one who is kind of spearheading this, mm-hmm. it seems. And obviously the bill is, you know, driven by a very passionate subject, right. uh, passionate cases. What else did Cam Ward tell you on why he, he wanted to do this? Like you said, it's a, it's a very touchy subject. A lot of people are very, very passionate about this. Right. He wanted to do this, he said, to keep... Um, keep society safe, right. you know, keep his state safe from things like this ever happening again. Right. And th- that's kind of the inspiration for that. And uh, there are other reasons that one would maybe want to do this. Senator Tom Watley mentioned that he, he's the state senator that represents Auburn, right. actually. Yeah. Senator Cam Ward represents Alabaster, which is a suburb of Birmingham. But Senator Tom Watley said that people who may want to witness, it will kind of prevent them from not witnessing out of fear, because if that person is out in society, um, there's a thought that maybe 
they will intimidate that person out of um, going to testify. Right. So, Evan, let's talk about what this bill specifically will do. And can you mm-hmm. kind of can you kind of tell us why it's not exactly a bill, but more of an amendment that they're working on? Yeah, like you said, it's going to be an amendment and not really a, a bill. Right. Which sounds confusing, right? Yeah. But so I'll kind of hit on that first. The reason for that is obviously we are protected from excessive bail by the Eighth Amendment of the Constitution. Right. But um, Supreme Court has found that excessive bail doesn't mean um, that you just simply can't have bail. States are allowed to restrict bail in some cases. But in Alabama, there is a sort of burden of proof so to speak, on the judge if Mm -hmm. he wants to revoke bail. But in this case, it's like bail denial is the default. You know, if you're accused of kidnapping, if you're accused of murder, you don't get bail. Right. And there's there's a burden on you now to prove to the judge or your attorney, whatever, and the judge to uh, accept that evidence that you will not be a threat to society. Right. Um, So you are held unless somehow you can come up with that. Whereas now it's more of the judge has to specifically proactively say right. you will not be out on bail or bond. Right. They have to they have to say they have to pinpoint they say this person is a threat. They are a public threat to society or an individual or they're a flight risk. Like you say, oh well this person is gonna you know, they got a passport and they're ready to go to Cuba or something. Right. I don't know, somehow you can prove that. Um but in this case your bail is denied as a default. Right. And in this case you mean right. Senator Ward's Yeah. Uh, upcoming bill. Yes. And so the reason it, it has to be an amendment is because of those reasons we just said. If you're doing away with that system of having to prove they are a threat right. and saying that, well, you have to prove that they're not a threat now, um, you have to override part of the Alabama Constitution. You have to override Section 16 of the Alabama Constitution specifically. But Senator Ward is saying now that that is only going to be overridden in certain cases, instances outside of these top seven crimes. Right. The old rules would still apply. So, right. And what are those top 7 crimes? So the top 7 crimes, I can't name them off the top of my head, but they're seven violent crimes, capital murder, uh, right. kidnapping, sexual assault, um sexual torture, and there are a few others that I can't remember off the top of my head. Right. But, you know, so what it's is severe considered a severe crime. Severe crime. So Evan, I'm curious have have any other states tried this before? Try to put like, I don't know, pass a type of bill like this before? Yeah, they have. A lot of the times it doesn't work. I bring up in the article specifically two Arizona cases. Right. Arizona tried to, or they did pass a law that denied bail for certain non-capital offenses, so non-capital murder charges. So it was, um, I think, rape, sexual assault, uh, things of that nature. The Arizona Supreme Court overturned it, said it denied defendants of their due process rights because, mm-hmm. you know, at that point you're not you're not guilty. Right. Um, and you're being held in a jail. Uh, so they said it denied their due process rights. Right. And the Supreme Court of the United States, they chose to not hear the case, so they let that ruling stand. Right. Um, another Arizona court case was Arizona passed a law that denied bail to residents if they were living in the United States undocumented. If they were found guilt, no, if they were arrested for serious charges. Right. I think it was a pretty vague term. Right. And uh, a circuit court, the Ninth Circuit Court said that is unconstitutional as well because you can't just say because you are living here without documentation that you just don't deserve the same 
right. legal rights as everyone else, basically. Something that I loved about your story is that you also hit on possible problems with the bill, according right. to some advocates. Mm-hmm. Um, you spoke to the Southern Poverty Law Center. Yeah. Um, I forget the person's name, I'm sorry. But yeah. You spoke with a member there. What did mm-hmm. they say? Yeah, so I spoke with Michael West there. Michael West is a senior staff attorney. Right. And he was saying, I also spoke with Shay Farley. It was a it was a conference call. Right. We were all <laughs> talking together. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what they were saying is you're not guilty at this point. That was the main thing they were hitting on. And you're being held in a jail. And if there's not a, if they can't find a specific reason right. why you need to be held before your trial, it, it's not fair. It denies you of your due process, right? Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it's important to know that they weren't, from your article, it sounds like they weren't specifically commenting on the upcoming bill or right. amendment. They were just talking about the bail system in general, it sounds like. Yeah, in general. Um, you know, they did, they hit on some big points that are kind of outside the scope of this article. You know, they were talking about money bail in general, but they were specifically talking about principles that they stand for and not this bill because right. this bill this amendment hasn't been written yet. Yeah, it's hard to talk about it. Exactly, right. So they didn't want to, uh, you know, have to issue some sort of statement saying, hey, we got it wrong because they haven't read the thing yet. So it's it's hard to comment on it. And the reason that it hasn't been fully written yet is the state legislature doesn't convene until next month. Mm. So, you know, they're still kind of tweaking it. They're working on some things. So um, if we could go back to Senator Tom Watley for a second, mm-hmm. I'm curious, did you ask him, I don't know, did they have an did they have the idea for this bill before these two high-profile cases, or did it start after yeah. that, or what was the timeline there? So Senator Tom Watley said they've been trying to do this for a long time, and he kind of feels that this would have happened um, no matter the if those unfortunate cases happened. Right. Um, he thinks something like this would have passed. Um, so he, I said, they've been trying to do this for a long time, and he's actually planning to co-sponsor the bill when the legislature convenes mm-hmm. next month. Gotcha. Yeah. I wonder if we can end off by talking about Ward, who's the one who mm-hmm. is spearheading this. Can you tell me about how he is going about researching for this bill mm-hmm. and, and what he's trying to, who he's speaking to, to to learn more? Right. So he told me he was meeting with police chiefs and officials and talking about how he can avoid similar outcomes to those cases in Arizona. Okay, gotcha. Where what's called a categorical categorical denial of bail was uh, found unconstitutional, mm. which is in essence what this is because basically you're found in a category, you're arrested of these certain crimes, that's a category, and once you're in that category, your bail is denied. Mm. So in those other cases, you know, you are arrested of something, you're in a category that is being an undocumented resident, your bail is denied, things like mm. that. And so typically the courts have found that to be unconstitutional and doesn't typically hold up. So he met with police chiefs to try and kind of uh, avoid what he called those constitutional traps. Right. And what they found, they're going to add a couple of things to the bill, the amendment to avoid that. And that is the opportunity for judicial override, right? which is basically the judge can say, this person deserves bail in this instance, even if they're accused of one of those seven crimes. So kidnapping, whatever, they still deserve bail. And that's what we said. So now, like we said, the burden um, is kind of to prove that this person is not a threat. Mm. 
Makes and sense. the other thing that they're adding to this bill is like the necessity for an expedited hearing, which is a bit vague. It's not defined, but like we said, we haven't seen legislation yet. Right. So we're still waiting on a specificness right. or the specifics of that. Yeah. But Senator Ward told me it's typically between 15 to 20 days. That's typically about how long that person would be held before their trial. So it sounds like Senator Ward is aware that there are some hurdles for this right. amendment bill potentially. Yeah. And that they are working to kind of find a route that will get this passed and that will mm-hmm. be constitutional and that will account for its possible mishaps. Right. And I think it depends on who you talk to um, about what you think about that, because to Senator Ward, I know he said this is just about keeping the public safe. And that's how he sees this. And that's kind of his main priority. But, you know, if you talk to Southern Poverty Law Center, maybe other advocates, they're going to say this is more about um, someone's pretrial liberty and saying this person is innocent until they've been proven guilty and it's not right to hold them um, when they haven't actually been convicted. So um, there are definitely two sides to this. Right. Yeah. It's fascinating. I think it, this 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 story, your story in the bill itself kind of plays into the whole uh, narrative going on in Alabama. And really, mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say the country regarding the carceral state right. and reform in that area. Yeah. Um, and I think you did a great job kind of, uh, you know, showing both sides of it in a very impartial manner. Thank you. Sweet. Uh, Evan, I think that's it. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. My thanks to Evan Melins for being with us today. You can find his story in our print edition around Auburn and online at theplainsman.com. Sweet 1111 is part of the Plainsman Podcast Network in a co-production with Weagle Radio. My special thanks to Weagle News Director Grayson Moyer for producing and editing this episode as always. If you like this show, we'd love it if you subscribe to it and let us know how we're doing by giving us a quick review. That's it. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.